Hello, I hope that you are well. If you can um, hear in the background, as you may, throughout this recording, um, little tweets and noises, that's, I'm in my bedroom at the moment and um, the, there's a little um, family of birds just outside in a tree that are constantly tweeting like a little summery evening. So if you do hear it outside, that's why. Quite a nice little background noise, I think. Um, I hope that you're well. May is Mental Health Awareness Month and ends um, at the end of, of, of the month. Uh, which is quite pertinent to what I discuss and talk about quite frequently on here. And what I thought I would do this week is I would, um, rather than talk about necessarily my own experiences and my own writing, I thought that it might be um, interesting, a bit different to talk about films that deal with this issue, which you may have watched, you may want to go away and watch, um and just another medium maybe to go and educate and learn and um maybe empathize with people in a similar situation to yourself or friends or family members that are going through you know, a mental health issue either you know long term or or more recent with with the year that we've had so that's what I'll be um talking about and focusing on today a um, couple of little things to catch up on though. Um, in the last episode, uh, I was talking about the Oscars. Well, a lot of my predictions were completely wrong, weren't they? Uh, the big shock of the evening, obviously, was Anthony Hopkins winning Best Actor over Chadwick Boseman. Um, very odd layout to the Oscars. Obviously, it was done. Um, they had the ceremony, but I think they had it in two or three different locations. Um, they had it in um, in a location in America, which was in a train station, I believe they converted so to give um, space for social distancing. I think there was a location in Paris and one in um, Sydney, perhaps there was definitely one in Paris. But um, a couple of odd things that happened. So one, obviously, the surprise win of Anthony Hopkins, fine. Um, the order of events. So they didn't do Best Picture last. They ended with the actress and actor. And the fact that Anthony Hopkins wasn't even there to get it kind of ended it on a bit of a um a bit of a downer, I think. It kind of just kind of um kind of petered out the whole event. I think the funniest thing was when Regina King nearly fell off the stage. Um Francis McDormand won. I know I said I didn't really want her to. Um, I wanted Vanessa Kirby to win, but fair enough. Um, I'll have to watch Nomadland, I suppose, now, won't I? Um, but yeah, the Oscars took place. Um, and if you have been keeping up with local, um, or say local, um, you know, countrywide news with the mayor elections that have been taking place, um, one... I mean, it's as if COVID never happened. How on earth can the Conservatives have done so well? Has everyone forgotten what happened over the past year? And even recently, with it coming out that um, supposedly Boris had said he'd rather see bodies piled than have a third lockdown, and he's spending thousands from, I don't know, bloody Debenhams or something, getting his flat redone. But people still vote. I mean, I don't know. I know turnout was exceptionally low. Maybe that's why. Um, I think people are a little bit fatigued maybe with the government and therefore couldn't be bothered 
to go and vote. Maybe people don't see these recent elections for the council um, and they're um, to be linked to the government, even though they are. Maybe there's just a lack of education around these um, elections. Who knows? But the fact that they did so well just baffles me completely. And um, another statistic that surprised me was that in terms of the voters, the Conservatives did better this time with members of the health service. So two out of five um, health service voters voted for the Conservatives this time around, which was more than in the last general election, which just completely baffles me with the 1% pay rise and how badly they were treated um, over the past year. Um, I saw one person being interviewed who was um, a nurse and voted for the Conservatives and the reason they gave was because even though they said or they felt that Labour was the NHS's, you know, kind of supporter, that the Tories were the economy party and would be more likely to get the economy up and going. I mean, I kind of see what, she, you know, they were trying to say, but... At the end of the day, I think I'd vote for who was going to support me in my job, not, you know, whether I could get back in Primark anytime soon. But anyway, um, if you haven't heard of Count Binface, um, he went for, again, I presume it's a he, he's dressed, they, apologies, are dressed as a superhero with literally a bin over their face, went for... Um, the position in London and you can visit countbinface.com and read their 2021 manifesto and um, I'll just read you a few of them because really I mean Count Binface should have won I mean you know his mayoral um, the mayor manifesto just brilliant so he they've got um, if I just look yeah 21 points 21 points on their manifesto and one Number one is that London Bridge should be renamed to Phoebe Waller Bridge, which I think is just class. Um, a few other things, that croissants should only be a pound. There should be no more than a pound in any shop. Um, anyone who is on a speakerphone on public transport should be banned and that their punishment will be to watch Cats, the film, every day for a year. Yep. All loud snacks to be banned from any theatres. Um, mask wearing should be encouraged even beyond the pandemic, so we don't really have to see people's faces. Um, CFAX, throwback, to be brought back into households. Yeah, I think I'd be up for that. Um, and various other very funny things. Um, so I suggest you go and look at countbinface.com because um, I think really they, they, they should have won. Um, I know that Sadiq Khan got back in quite... Um, kind of on a knife edge. I think they had to recount the votes, didn't they? But luckily he got back in. Um, so with this month being Mental Health Awareness Month, um, I, like I said, thought this time, rather than look at, a, you know, my own piece of writing or anything like that, I would maybe talk about films, TV shows that deal with these topics, some well, some, you know, that I find a little bit, you know, tricky or, or problematic. Um, if you have been aware of the controversy around music, um, Sears film that came out last year, 
um, and how it is depiction of autism. Um, I don't think it went down particularly well with the autism community. It were the, the, the girl in the film was portrayed by someone who wasn't autistic herself. And I think the performance has been quite problematic and it opens up a wider conversation around who should be allowed to play what roles. Um, you know, if there is a, a gay lead in a film, you know, should it be portrayed by a straight actor when, you know, historically, um, gay actors have not been given roles, so should they, you know, understandably be given the roles that are kind of there for them? Um, you know, when there's been whitewashing of, of, of characters in the past as well, like Scarlett Johansson in Ghost in the Shell, that type of thing. So before um, we look at some of the, the films that maybe I would suggest watching, or some I'll, I'll talk about, they're a little bit tricky as well, um, this is from the Amy Poehler and, and Tina Fey Golden Globes opening um, monologue. I've played part of this before, but not this particular clip. And here they, they rip Sia's music. What else? Oh, Sia's controversial film Music is nominated for Best International Flopperoony. I don't want to get into it, guys, but it's real problematic. And Twitter is saying it's the most offensive casting since Kate Hudson was the Weight Watchers spokesperson. So funny. I would recommend going and watching it on YouTube if you can. Um, so a couple of um, films that um, deal with mental health, I think, quite positively or um you know raise it in in i would say a relatively sympathetic way or in you know a, an interesting way so maybe this isn't one that immediately springs to mind but the breakfast club the 80s classic um i think is quite a good example of emotional abuse if you think about a lot of those teenagers in there are quite clearly from um households that are difficult or problematic or quite wealthy and um, have a lot of privilege but not necessarily have the emotional connection with their parents um, and one of the characters one of the famous lines about kind of how difficult they find being a teenager they just say some of us are better at hiding it than others which I think is quite pertinent with kind of how people handle their own mental health at times um, Girl Interrupted is another one, it's based on a memoir by Susanna Kaysen and really that questions quite openly what it means to be crazy, um, what it means to have a mental health issue, um, you know, if someone is just erratic, if someone drinks too much, if someone, you know, maybe takes too much of a medication, it questions, you know, what it means to be mentally unwell, um, is it as clear cut as X, Y, and Z? Um, can you necessarily label someone as having an illness or a disease? The character in it, played by Winona Ryder, um, is diagnosed with having a borderline personality disorder. You then have Angelina Jolie's character, who um, is a sociopath um, and has electroconvulsive therapy. Um, and it looks at the problems or the kind of... Um, really quite unethical, unethical treatments of that. 
And within the book and the film, it looks at various other mental um, health issues as well. So um, anorexia and hoarding and the impact of physical and, and emotional and sexual abuse as well. However, the, the writer, Susanna Kaysen, has distanced herself from the actual adaptation, the film of it. Um, she wasn't a fan, but, you know, it's, it's one that, that might be interesting to watch. Black Swan is another um, and it uses the 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 um the ballet of, of Swan Lake as a metaphor really for the um duality and the juxtaposition of um different personalities and um the different um way that your mind can feel quite fractured if you're going through a mental breakdown. It looks at self-harm, um it looks at, again an eating disorder, the possibility of um, abuse between the mother and the daughter and the very kind of slow tragic breakdown that, that she goes through um it's also just really quite a beautiful film in terms of how it's presented and, and the music and the dance as well um the hours looks at uh kind of mental health through three women and um, there's nicole kidman portrays um, Virginia Woolf and it looks at her struggle with depression, um, her ability to concentrate and her eventual um, suicide with her struggling with intrusive thoughts and voices um, and her relationship with her husband Leonard. Magnolia is another film that looks at various um, characters going through different stages of, of, of mental breakdown. One in particular, Julianne Moore's character, who um, is going through treatment for bipolar disorder and has to, in one key scene, go through almost the, the shame of, of collecting medication. Um, and she kind of blows up at the... Um, uh, the pharmacist for questioning her medication and how much that she's having. Um, Carol is another film uh, that looks at a, um, a relationship between two women and the um, effect of um, the, the kind of hidden sexuality of, of the 1950s America when, you know, obviously homosexuality was very, you know, was completely frowned upon um, and the impact that that has particularly on Rooney Mara's um, character as a young woman trying to come to terms with her sexuality should she get married to a man just because that's what is you know socially accepted to do or should she follow through with the relationship she's found with a married woman. Um, in contrast to that there's another film called Far From Heaven again with Julianne Moore, and her husband has an affair with a man and it looks at it from the point of view of the wife and how she deals with what her husband is going through and the impact it has on, on her. Um, some television shows that, you, again, you may have, may have heard of and maybe even watched yourself. Girls is a very good representation through Lena Dunham's character of mental illness from particularly OCD and it looks at her um, struggle with medication um, kind of how OCD impacts various parts of her life and when she does certain things that trigger her physical reaction so she will um, tilt her head 
a certain way four times or in one particular scene she's obsessed with cleaning her ears and she actually gets a um like a um an earbud lodged in her ear and perforates her eardrum and has to go to the hospital because she was so obsessed with cleaning her ears she damaged her ears um and that's just quite a um quite a raw look at mental illness similar with pure that i think i've mentioned before um a young girl who is flooded with really quite aggressively sexual images in her head of friends of colleagues of family members and it's about her journey through um, counselling and psychotherapy to deal with that. Fleabag, um, it's full of pathos, full of humour. Again, looks at the mental impact um, of a friend's death, um, kind of an accidental suicide in a way, and the um, guilt and shame that the lead character feels in her part potentially in the friend's death when kind of you go back and you realise that the um the relationships and, and the cheating that's happened in the past. And then Orange is the New Black and the the way that that represents women um in the prison system and the history that a lot of those characters had which got them landed in prison in the first place, whether that was poverty abuse, mental health issues, inability to hold down jobs, the impact of being in um, prison and incarcerated and the impact of that on mental health if they're forced into solitary confinement, they're not allowed to see their children, see family members and then also as you go through the show later, the lack of support when they leave prison and the mental impact and the mental health issues they have when they actually leave prison and don't have anywhere to go. You know, these people have been in prison for years and are just thrust out back into society with no money, no job, sometimes no family, no friends that want them back, um, no support network at all. And it looks at how for, you know, a number of the characters, they purposely try to get back into prison because that's where they feel safest and that's where they feel most secure. So um, there are a couple of TV shows and films that it might be rather than going and reading about the issue this week or the next you know month through May, you might want to go and watch some of those things instead to educate yourself in a different way. Um, when I was looking at this issue online, one film that was flagged quite regularly um, as dealing with a... Um, mental health issue is Silver Linings Playbook. Now, personally, I find that film a little bit problematic. I think that Bradley Cooper's portrayal of it, of suffering quite clearly with manic depression and bipolar, is very good. Jennifer Lawrence, I like. I'm not going to criticise her. Um, I think that she's brilliant in, in most things, but I just, I find her character um, difficult in that. One... Um, I don't think she quite gets the nuance of, um, of a mental illness. She's the character. Um, I don't think it's necessarily Jennifer Lawrence's fault. I think the character is just, just kind of one, one dimensional. Just kind of very loud, very angry, very you know, hey, every five seconds, and very shouty, as if that's what a mental illness is. 
Um, and there's one scene that's quite um, just, I, I just find it a bit difficult when her and Bradley Cooper are talking about the different medications they've been on and how this did that and that did that. And oh my God, when I was on that, I was off my tits and blah, 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 blah. Um, and I think it's the casting is the, is the problem because I just think Jennifer Lawrence is maybe just too young to have done that character. And I don't think, I don't feel that she would have had that, that, the years of experience of that person to have she looks too young to have experienced all of those different things and all of those medications and it just doesn't sit very well for me that film as a representation of mental health but that's that's just my point of view people may disagree and you're more than welcome to um last week i um responded to some emails or uh, one main email and um, I suggested that people continue to email in and if they have questions, they have concerns, they want to, um, you know, ask for help or raise something that they're, they're concerned with. And um, a couple of people did, which is lovely. Um, and I'm going to answer, I'm going to talk through one of them now. And I've chosen one particularly that deals again with OCD, which is one that I looked at last time. So if... Um, and with obviously, you know, Mental Health Awareness Month and this general podcast being about mental health, I decided to focus in on OCD again. I'm not going to read the whole email because there's some quite um, personal comments in that. I don't want to give the person away. So I'm just going to read two little snippets from it and then I'll, I'll try and give a little bit of, 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 I say advice, I'm not a doctor, but I'll, you know, I'll give some ideas. So I'll just cut to two sections. This person says... Um, I contend with obsessive compulsive disorder on a daily basis and I feel I have to check things multiple times a day to alleviate anxiety that I feel. And the worst part is the intrusive thoughts that I have that come along with this, which range from reliving hurtful things people have said to me, hurtful things I've said to other people, hurtful things I think about myself, worrying about ridiculous things such as such as I've committed crimes and can't remember that I've whether I've done them or not and I need constant reassurance from others and from myself that I am a good person okay so first of all I completely um can understand that and I associate with that I know what it's like to have to and check things and look at things to alleviate anxiety or to have that nag to go back and check and check and check and look and look and look. Um, for me, it tends to jump from one thing to another. So um, I know I've mentioned previously that, you know, I have spent hours cleaning um, a kitchen floor um, to make sure it's as clean as possible because if it looks dirty, then that seems to reflect badly on me that I'm dirty. Um, just last week, I it was very similar, but it was about the oven, and I was obsessively cleaning the oven um, at like eleven o'clock on Friday night, and then again on Saturday morning, and then I'd be going back and checking on it every thirty minutes, every hour to go and see if what I thought was clean was clean, and if it wasn't, I'd be down on my hands and knees and scrubbing again, um, and then when I was, I, th I thought that was okay. I then notice something else that wasn't right in it. It doesn't, it spirals and spirals and spirals. 
And I understand completely that that kind of obsessive compulsive can be really um, hard, really tiring. Lots of things can trigger it and it can really impact your day to day life. It can. And I completely get that. Um, a couple of things that I've done over the last few weeks. One, um, I'm back on medication or I've um, I'm on different medication. I know I've mentioned before in a previous episode that I'm very bad with my meds. Um, I don't consistently take them for various reasons, but I am using them and back on them. That has helped. Um, I had really bad side effects for the first couple of days. I felt nauseous and sick constantly, which is an effect of, of these that I'm on. But I am back on them, so I'm looking after myself that way. Um, one thing that I've done to try and stem the um, looping or the consistent things that I, that I look for as being wrong around, you know, my house, for example, is I write down one thing that day I'm going to focus on. And if I do that job and I tick it off and I can kind of, I can kind of rest if that makes sense. So it might be that I will, um, you know, scrub a certain part of the floor that day, or I will paint a little bit of the wall that day, or I will, you know, just something like that. And it doesn't have to be a big job, but it's something that I can kind of pinpoint and, and acknowledge. I can pinpoint that as being an issue potentially. I can do that job. It might take half an hour. I can then cross that off a list, tear the piece of paper up, put it in the bin. Um, and so I've kind of in the short term, um, handled that part of the beast, if that makes sense. And that for me at the moment is, is working. I know that that's not a long-term solution, but for me to get through the day at the moment, that's something that I'm doing and that really helps me. And it means that then other things in my day, such as if I want to read, I want to go for a run, I want to go and see you know, if, you know, my mum and dad or whatever, or I need to get a bit of work done, I can do that in a little bit of more of a calmer way, because I know that that nag and that niggle that I'll have at the back of my head, um, I've handled, if that makes sense, because I've given myself a job and I've done it and I've handled it sensibly. Um, so that might be something you could try and do. Write down a job, get that done, tick it off, write down a job for the next day and almost do it in little kind of constant bits rather than an erratic try and do everything da, 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 all in one go. That's something that I would maybe suggest to do. Also, if you go onto the Mind website, they have an entire section which is all about OCD. And there's a section looking at self-care for OCD. And one of them is all about physical health. And it breaks it down to three bullet points. And one is to get enough sleep. Um, because um, if you're tired, I think it's then easier to become a little bit more irritable, a little bit easily upset, um, to have less energy, and then maybe less um, able to rationally deal with things. It um, talks about trying to handle your diet and that there's lots of you know, research, obviously, between a healthy diet and a healthy mood, um, drinking less, drinking more water, um, not eating things that make you feel lethargic. And then the big one 
is, and this is something I would definitely advocate, is physical activity. So even something as simple as a walk, getting fresh air, yoga, um, which is, um, you know, kind of hand in hand a lot of the time with mindfulness and um, being very calm and working on your breathing, swimming, running, anything that gets you out of the house. Um, so I would maybe go and look at mind as well and you can read about the, the resources for, for self-care and OCD there as well. Um, so you may want to go and look at some of the TV shows and films to educate yourself a little bit about this topic. Um, obviously there's lots of resources online. In the show notes I will put a link to a website as well for you to go and have a look at for Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, podcasts to listen to, obviously mine, thank you very much, but um, I would listen to, I've mentioned this loads, but Jamila DeMille's I Weigh, definitely. I would listen to um, Unladylike, which looks at particularly female um, reactions to all sorts of things in society, um, whether that be emotional um, abuse, domestic abuse, um, dealing with a drug dependency, even just how to navigate your way through, you know, patriarchal setups um, and the impact of these things on women's mental health particularly. Um, and also listen to things that are fun, you know, put music on, listen to Taylor Swift, she sells everything, listen to um, Catherine Ryan's podcast, which I look forward to every single week, it just cheers me up so much, do things that are fun, and listen to things that are fun, and watch things that are fun, um, you know, watch The Duchess on Netflix, watch Shits Creek on Netflix, watch Superstore on Netflix, you know, don't, um, you know, kind of surround yourself with dour, really miserable things, because that's just a recipe for disaster. And then last of all, um, I always talk about something that I've done for the first time that week. Obviously, um, this is called that one time I dated a Mormon. So I say one thing that I've done that week for the first time. And this fits in quite nicely with the um, focus of this with Mental Health Awareness Month. I'd never really come across Sarah Silverman as a comedian before, um, but this week I read her autobiography and I watched some of her show, the Sarah Silverman um, programme, and her stand-up on Netflix as well. Um, and her book is just wonderful. It's so funny. It's so personable. It deals with her own... Um, anxiety, her own um, handling of mental health, the loneliness and depression she felt as a child um, and kind of really early onset of depression from a very, very young age and how she's navigated that as she's, as she's grown up. Really honest discussion of how she's handled medication, um, how she has handled relationship with friends and family members, um, she's very open about the death of one of her siblings, um, her use of drugs and alcohol and all sorts of things. So, um, yeah, came into contact with her for the first time this last week, read a book, amazing. Her book is called Bedwetter because uh, linked to her anxiety and depression, she did wet the bed until she was a teenager 
And she talks very openly about how that impacted her social friendships, understandably. So I would go and read that. I would watch her special on Netflix as well, which deals with a lot of controversial topics, but in a very, very funny and very accessible way. So I hope you have a good week. Enjoy watching those films and TV shows. If you have any recommendations, by all means, email me, give me some suggestions and I can recommend them next time.